We will be in Luke chapter 10 this morning. If you have a Bible and would like to turn. If not, today I have started and may continue to put the scripture that we used on the back of the bulletin. We've rearranged the bulletins a little bit, so if you don't have a Bible and want to follow along with the translation that I'm reading from, you'll find that printed on the back of your bulletin. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Over the last two or three months, I have been preaching back through some passages that I know that I've preached before and passages that perhaps some of you have heard before, but but sometimes good passages are good for a reason because we need to hear them. And this is one of those stories that uh, I find myself, probably I could read this passage once a week and uh, it, it would be good for me and perhaps for you too. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 is where we will begin. Let's pray, and we'll get started. Father God, we come to you today, and we thank you for the freedom to come into your house. God, we thank you for these few verses that we will look at today. And God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would open our hearts and our minds to hear from you, dear Lord. You know where we are. God, every one of us, we come here, and we're all in different phases in our life, dear Lord, but you know where we are. That's what makes your word good, dear Lord. Your Holy Spirit can give us today just what we need. God, there's not any power in my word, but God, I'm going to read your word, and I pray that you help us to see the power in it. God, I pray that you hide me behind the cross, that you keep me humble, take away any pride in my heart, take away any, any fear to, to preach or teach. God, just lead me and guide me to do a good job for you today, dear Lord, all for your glory. God, help us to... Be free of distractions and worries today. We come in here with them. Every one of us, dear Lord, could probably fill up a notebook of all of our worries and distractions and list of things we have going on. But God, in these next 20, 30, 45 minutes, God, let us give you this time and not be distracted by the world, but be overtaken by your word. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jesus and his apostles were traveling around. He was always doing many miracles, going from place to place, preaching and teaching. And we see just a small little snippet here at the end of Luke 10 of one of the stops Jesus made. Verse 38, while they were traveling, he entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. Now, you can imagine, perhaps, what, what things must have been like in those days. I mean, of course, we see of some people that heard about who Jesus was and the things that he taught and the things that he did, and, and they couldn't care any less about what he said. I mean, but even they went to listen to Jesus, not because they, they agreed with him, but because they wanted to, to find flaws in his teachings and preachings. But, of course, we had other people who were like Mary and Martha who were probably thrilled to hear that Jesus was coming. Jesus is coming into our town, and what a miraculous thing it would have been to have Jesus to come into your home. Could you imagine that today if, if you heard that Jesus was coming into Amit County? Would you want him to come into your home? Maybe not. Maybe some of us would say, oh, I don't, I don't want Jesus to come into my house. But, but maybe others would say, 
Yes, I want Jesus to come in. And, and what would we do if Jesus was coming? I mean, we would probably clean up, right? You got to get the clothes off the dining room table. You got to sweep, even pick up the corner of the rug where you've been sweeping stuff under there. You got you to vacuum, maybe even some of those closets you just pile your junk into. You got to clean those out. You want everything to be good for Jesus. Now, none of y'all's houses probably look like that. I'm sure they're all clean. Your clothes are probably always folded. Your trash is emptied. But, but for some of us, maybe there would be a little cleaning to do, and we would probably gladly do so. We would want to get everything just right because the king is coming to our house. And so perhaps that's what Mary and Martha felt like as Jesus was coming through and coming into their town and coming into their house. So Martha welcomed him in, and Mary was there, her sister, and was listening to what Jesus said, was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And verse 40, but Martha was distracted by her many tasks. And she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. Now, here we have two people. Mary and Martha. And one is sitting at the feet in the presence of Jesus. And the other is worried about all the stuff that needs to be done in the home. About all the distractions. There's probably some cooking. There's probably some cleaning. There are things that have to be taken care of. Necessities that have to be done. And Martha said, Jesus, tell Mary to get up and help me. Martha was distracted by her many task. In the presence of Jesus, Martha was distracted by her many tasks. That's kind of us too today, right? I mean, things haven't changed much. Now, back in Mary and Martha's day, no doubt tasks were, were probably a little more necessary in some ways than they are now. I mean, I mean, back in those days, you didn't just farm for fun. You didn't just say, I'm going to plant a garden. You planted a garden to survive. You had animals so that you could have food to eat. And guess what? You had to get up every day and take care of those animals. I mean, it was your livelihood. Stuff had to be done. Chores had to be done. Now, in our day, perhaps things are a little different. I mean, we don't really have to grow gardens and raise animals. We could go to the grocery store and pick up our food. And can you imagine what somebody back in those days would have felt and would have thought if they came to today. They had to work and work and work from daylight to dusk just to survive. And you and I, we can sleep in and get up, push a button on our coffee pot, and in 37 seconds have a fresh cup of coffee, and get in the car and go to the store and buy everything we need. And within an hour of when we have woke up, we've got everything done that we need and the rest of the day and the rest of the time on our hands. And you would think with all the modern technology and all the modern advance, advancements, even though we have to work to pay for the things we want, you would think that we would have way more time. After all, all these advancements we have are to save us time, right? Everything's going to save you time. You get this new lawnmower, it's faster, it's going to save you time. You get this new computer, this new phone, it's faster, it's going to save you time. And what do we do with that time? We find more stuff to do. We never have a break, even with all the things of the world that are to make life easier. <coughs> we find more and more stuff to do. And the more and more 
We have access to phones and computers and automobiles and airplanes that can get us anywhere we want to go. What do we do with our time? We find something to do. We are always busy. I don't know about you. Does it seem like you're busier than you used to be? I mean, maybe life has always been this busy or maybe not. Maybe we just keep finding things to keep us distracted. Things that aren't necessities, things that we don't have to do, but we have come, become so accustomed to go, 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 that if there's a moment that we are not going, we find something to do. We have to plug something up into that time, and I think that's one of the greatest enemies that we face in our walk with the Lord is the distractions of the world because we can never turn everything off. We can never get away because our phone is always in our pocket. Turn your phone off for 10 minutes. You'll go crazy. You'll think, how many phone calls have I missed? How many tweets have I missed? How many Facebook posts have I missed? We get so accustomed to having all the things at our disposal all the time that we become distracted by the things of the world and all the tasks that we do and the things that we have to do at work and we're, and we're working more and we're more involved in this and more involved in that and we are no different than Martha. Thousands of years have gone by and there's nothing new under the sun. Here was Jesus in the presence of Martha and the presence of Mary and what was Martha doing? She was so concerned with the task that she failed to realize that the king was near. Now Martha, I think she probably was a, a pretty good person. I believe Martha probably loved Jesus. And she probably was doing these things for Jesus. She probably wanted to be every, everything to be just so for Jesus. But she got so caught up in all of the stuff that she missed what really mattered. And we have to be on guard for that because we can do the same thing. There may be some of you in this room today and you love Jesus and you want to work with, for Jesus. And we come even in church and we get ministries going. And sometimes, even in ministries that are good ministries that we start out with a good heart, we get so focused on the work that we forget while we are doing the work. We get so focused on the work that we forget to take a second to stop and say, Lord, it is because of you that we do the work. God, it's because of you that we want to do this. God, we want to take a second and praise you and worship you and hear your word. And sometimes even doing the work of the Lord can be a distraction from us actually sitting in the presence of the Lord. Church becomes really just another distraction for us. And we get so busy and, okay, what's church going to be like? i got to teach a class today. i got to do this today. Oh, we've got a fall fest coming up. We've got this coming up. We've got that going on. We've got this going on. And we get so distracted in our life in the midst of all that we have in our life and all that we have in our church, we sometimes miss Jesus. And here was Martha. Boy, she was doing all of this stuff and all these distractions and all of these worries were keeping her from what really mattered. And she said, Jesus, I need some help here. Hello. You tell Mary to get up. She's just sitting there. Tell her to get up and listen to what Jesus said. Verse 41. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice, and it will not be taken away from her. 
Martha, Martha, you are upset and worried about many things. But only one thing is necessary. Only one thing is important. Only one thing matters. Could Jesus say those words to us today? What if we took Martha's name out of there and, and we placed our name in that sentence? Would it fit us today? Are we worried and upset and distracted by many things today? Perhaps we are. Perhaps you came into this building today thinking about what you have to do when you leave, what you have to do next week. And I can't tell you how many times that I've been guilty of coming right into a church service, hearing the Word of God, and not listening to nothing. Missing, missing God entirely. Sitting there for two hours through Sunday school and through church and not once hearing anything from God because I'm not listening to God. Now, y'all have probably never done that before. But it's so easy for us in the midst of our distractions to, to go through the motions and miss the Lord in the presence of the Lord. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you're worried about many things, but only one thing is necessary. And what does he say of Mary? Did he say, okay, Mary, get up and get back to work? That's not what he said. He said, Mary has made the right choice. Mary has chosen what is good. Mary has chosen what is right. And what is good and what is right? What is the necessary choice? It is Jesus. To choose Jesus is the right choice. To choose to live for the Lord is the right choice. To choose to give God time is the right choice. <coughs> but what about us? Do we give God our time? Do we give Him our heart? Or do we make excuses? I'm too tired. I'm too busy. Well, here's the thing. We will make time for things that are important to us. That's a fact. And you may be sitting here today and you may be saying, well, I hadn't been making much time for the Lord. Well, that's not good. I suspect that probably there are times for all of us, even those who are in Christ, that if we are honest, that we could look at our life and we could say, I have not made enough time for the Lord. It's because... So many times we, we focus on what is not good and what is not necessary that we overlook what is good and necessary in the Lord. And Martha was distracted and worried with all the things of the world. But Jesus said, Martha, Martha, look at what Mary's doing. In the presence of Jesus, Mary was listening to Jesus. So what about you today? What about you today? Do you ever give the Lord any of your time? Do you ever pray to Him? Do you ever read His Word? Do you ever seek Him in decisions that you have to make? And you may say, well, I, I, don't, I don't have time. I've got to do this, and I've got to do that, and I've got to do the other. And to that, Jesus would say, no, there's only one thing that is necessary. And we must put the Lord first in our life, and the rest of the things, well, they will fall where they may. So where does Jesus rank in your life? How important is the Lord in your life? Are you too distracted? Are you too worried? Are you seeking Him? Are you seeking to be used 
buy them? How many things are there that you should be doing, that you need to be doing to serve the Lord, to love on somebody, to help somebody that you can't find time for? How many times do we say, man, I really need to go see this person. I really need to go, uh, I need to call this person. Man, I really should help this person with this thing that they're doing, but I just don't have time. But what's necessary? What are the things in our life that we are doing, and what are the things in our life that we are not doing? Now, you can probably make a list pretty quick of the things that you're not doing and the things that you are doing, and ask yourself when you make that list, are the things I'm doing more important than the things that I'm putting off? It's a good chance that there's going to be some things that you're putting off that are probably more important than the things that you're doing. And you may be amazed at the little things that you're putting off at the impact that they may have for the kingdom of God. A phone call, a text message, a visit to help somebody with a little task. You see, sometimes we say, boy, I, 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 can't, do any, I can't do any big stuff. I can't really serve the Lord. I can't do anything big. But there are so many small ways that we can serve the Lord, that we can do stuff, that we can show people that God loves them. And you may just be amazed that when you reorder your priorities, when you think, you know what, there's this thing I've been doing, and there's this thing I need to be doing, and I'm going to know what I need to do. I'm going to do what's necessary. I'm going to give the Lord a little bit more of my time. I'm going to serve the Lord by giving someone around me a little bit more of my time. There's only one thing that is necessary, and that is to come before Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior who gave his life on a cross so that we could be forgiven. The only thing that is necessary is for us to come to him, put our faith in him, and say, Lord Jesus, I come before you to serve you and to follow you. Lord Jesus, how can I do it? How can I serve you, Lord? And he will show us so many ways from things that we may say are so small, but man, if God puts some opportunity in your path and do what he's put in your path, do what's most important. Do what's necessary. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Don't miss Jesus Christ. How many times have we sit through a church service and we read God's Word and we missed Jesus because we were so distracted by the world? Martha was going to miss Jesus in this instance with all the distractions and all the worries. But Mary, she sat at the feet of Jesus and listened to Him. I pray today that none of us miss Jesus because of our distractions. I pray today that even if we come in with distractions, that before we leave, we take some time and say, Lord Jesus, I want to be in your presence today. I want to experience your power today. I want to give you a minute, even if it's just a minute in prayer at the end of this service. Don't let us be those who miss Jesus because we're so distracted by the world. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today, and we thank you for your good word. <clears throat> Dear Lord, we need to hear this word because we live in a world that is full of distractions. God, we live in a world where we don't have a second of silence a lot of time. There's so much going on. But I pray that in these few minutes, dear Lord, that you just, you just clear our mind. Help us to look at our heart, dear Lord, and, and be honest with ourselves. And Well, maybe just maybe there's been some things in our life that's been more important than you. And God, I pray that you would help us just to come to you now and repent. 
God, that we'd seek you, that we'd give you our time, that we'd give you our heart. God, that we would seek you, that we would try to follow you, that we'd seek to serve you, dear Lord, that we would hear clearly from you, be able to discern your word and your will in our life. God, maybe there are some in this room and they have never put their faith in Jesus Christ. God, maybe they have sat on a church pew many times. Maybe they've read your word through ten times over. But God, maybe they've never really opened their heart. Maybe they've never really paid attention to what your word says. God, maybe they've never really realized that Jesus loves them. God, maybe they've never realized that Jesus calls us to to be better than the world, dear Lord, to love our enemies, to pray for those who persecute us, God, to do good when people do evil, dear Lord. That's the, that's the Savior you sent for us. God, maybe there are some today that they realize that that's the Savior that they want to follow. So God, I pray that if there are some who have missed Jesus their whole life because they've been distracted, that today would, would be the last day, that they would not miss Jesus anymore but that they would repent, confess their sins, and put their faith in Jesus today. God, help us to be in awe of your presence. God, sometimes even in the midst of doing good works, we get sidetracked with the good works we do, and we forget maybe why we do them. But dear Lord, never let us forget that what we do should be for your glory, for your kingdom. God, I pray that you just be with us in these next few minutes as we sing, that if, if there's anybody that needs to come to you, that they'd come to you. If there's anybody, God, today that has put their faith that in their heart, they've already trusted in Jesus Christ today for the first time, maybe, that they'd come forward, dear Lord, and let us know so we can rejoice with them and get them baptized, dear Lord, as your word commands. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.